0: When he got closer, he saw he'd been both right and wrong. Ms. Jones wasn't at her desk, she was under it. He slowly shook his head. He had two weaknesses, chocolate and his paternal grandmother. Both had the potential to get him in trouble. But where he could muster the discipline to say no to chocolate chip cookies, He'd never mastered the art of denying Graham's pleading blue eyes, which explained his current view of his new assistant's backside as she delved under her desk. Temporary assistant, he reminded himself. His regular assistant, the highly efficient Miss Molly Green, would be back in six months, two weeks, five days, and, he glanced at his watch, three hours and 45 minutes damn right he was counting. And it was all Graham's fault. She'd convinced him to hire Ms. Jones, a bit of fluff with little practical work experience and a penchant for chatter. Graham knew the Jones family, and when Rick blew through three assistants in the first three weeks of Molly's leave, Graham took advantage of his guilt and frustration to refer her friend and to insist he keep Ms. Jones on until Molly's return. Though Ms. Jones's head burrowed out of view, he had no problem recognizing the half-on display. Her bent position caused the gray fabric of her pants to pull taut, intimately framing the lush jut of her derriere. Suddenly warm, he shrugged out of his jacket and, without conscious thought, walked around the side of her desk to get a better view. His cheeks heated when he realized what he'd done, Annoyed at himself and her, he snapped, Miss Jones, what do you think you're doing? She startled and a muffled, ouch, followed the sound of her head hitting the underside of the desk. I'm trying to, she tugged on something out of sight, the motion causing her hips to wiggle enticingly. Plug in my new electric stapler, but the cord is stuck. More tugging, more wiggling, and he saw a bulky gray object shift on her desk. Honestly, did he deserve this? It wasn't as if he expected his assistant to wait on him. He took care of his own coffee, dry cleaning, and personal business. Were competent, efficient, and prompt, too much to ask for? And okay, to be fair, in the four weeks she'd been here, Miss Jones had shown she understood instructions and could successfully proof her own work, which was better than the misfits he'd gone through in the first three weeks. But her methods were all over the place, much like her shifting hips. Miss Jones, surely you could have called maintenance to handle this for you? He asked impatiently. Gracious. I'm not going to call maintenance just for a plug-in. The cord is just a little short, that's all. I'll be finished here in a moment. Did you need something? Wiggle, bend, wiggle. Rick groaned as heat flared through him once again, and he almost strangled on his own breath. Did he need something? Was she kidding? He'd be lucky to remember his own name at the moment. He should walk away, just end the torment. Yet, everything in him denied him the option of leaving her vulnerable to another man's approach. He glanced around sharply to make sure no male neared the vicinity. They were alone, both a blessing and a curse. Miss Jones, I insist you remove yourself from under there this instant, he bit out. I've almost got it, but it's stuck. Can you push the cord through from that side? She asked. Anything to bring this scene to a close. He moved behind the desk and bent forward to shove the electric stapler closer to the opening for cords. Unfortunately, the hole was full and the cord buckled up instead of dropping down. He hesitated. He'd have to step between her legs to get the leverage he needed, and somehow that seemed too intimate. Rick? Just a blasted minute. You have too many cords in here. Manning up, he carefully placed his foot in the narrow opening between her shins and leaned over her to reach the tangle of cords. He shoved at the